Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show that wonders how other fans cope with losing two games in the same week. 1998, I've missed you. Uh, we're looking back at the defeat at Old Trafford and all that it entails, you know the score. Where does this leave City, the consequences of the shittiest refereeing decision you could ever see? Uh, to do so, delighted to have two big names to navigate our way around a shitty weekend. Yep, the swear word, sorry, are out in force. It's Asan, and on his full home debut, it's Dom Fowl. Uh, good morning, Asan. how are you doing? Morning, Howard. I'm, I, I, just, I just said off air, I'm feeling far too chipper for this podcast. I might, uh, might end up upsetting a few people because I'm not completely and utterly miserable. Hmm. Looks like I've got the guests wrong then for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Dom. How are you? Morning, mate. Yeah, I'm. I'm all right too, as well. Oh nice no, coffee. what have I done? <laughs> yeah, L- little bit, little bit of snow over here in West Yorkshire. So yeah, it's all um, idyllic this morning. Wow. What about? One millimetre as usual, or quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, just a little bit of a dusting. I feel like I'm sort of sitting in a... I felt like I was sitting in a snow globe before. It was all very nice. But yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> bringing all sort of good good vibes, hopefully. Yeah. So, well, let's do it then. Let's see how that, <laughs> let's see how that holds up. <laughs> well, for reasons of balance, uh, I'm not feeling chipper this morning. It is Monday morning as well. And it's I think it's raining here as per bloody usual. I don't think it's just the fact we lost to Derby, but obviously the nature of it. Uh, and of course, we're going to get to that, aren't we? Uh, the nature of that second half and everything that happened can sometimes have a more negative effect than performance levels and all the other things that we're going to discuss as well. But that is all to come. So let's look at it. Early match on a Saturday. Where's possible time for a big football match anyway? Uh, hey, Sam, I'm going to start with you. I guess our fears... <laughs> after Southampton, or just because it's a big match, is some left-field side, some tinkering, some big idea from Pep that he'd uh, tongue-in-cheek suggested during the week. On paper, this was a sensible side. Everyone, once the match started, seemed to be in the right positions. Uh, However, no stones. Obviously, nothing Pep can do about that. We knew that the day before. Cancelo was in, which surprised me. Uh, No Laporte your overall thoughts with that side looked pretty yeah. normal and sensible. Good team. I'd like to know what's going on with Laporte in terms mm. of, you know, just where his fitness is at, why he didn't play in the derby. As much as I love Ake, uh, I think Laporte is probably better on the ball um, and probably a, bit, a little bit of a better defender as well. So, yeah. But other than that, yeah, very happy with the team. Foden was in for Grealish, so uh, that's what we all called for. I think he's played four league games this season, Laporte, but mm. obviously first first three months uh, he didn't have an opportunity to play a league match, so that stat doesn't really count for much. Uh, Don, what about you? Your thoughts on that team when it came out? Everyone on 11.30am uh, on Tenterhooks, of course, online, waiting to lose yeah. their, <laughs> their uh, shit completely, I, I think, but it was okay, wasn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think an hour and five minutes before a derby the team sheet is everybody's favourite time of year, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, he's obviously Guardiola's obviously gone for the experience and the big game know-how there with Walker and Cancelo, who I think on form probably were a bit fortunate to play. Um, Walker's an interesting case because obviously his poor games lately have been played in 
sort of strange positions. He then, in the middle of that, had a very good game playing as a more orthodox right back against Chelsea in the FA Cup. But yeah, um, I think there was definitely, certainly City have played their best football since the World Cup with Rico Lewis in the team. So there was an argument for that. But then, if you consider the form Marcus Rashford's on, Walker, Walker made a lot of sense. It was kind of like a bit of a normal call from Guardiola, which I think a lot of people call for him to be a bit more normal and, and they kind of got that. Mm. I think the only way to break this game down is the first half, then the rest. I'll go very briefly with my thoughts then. I feel I felt conflicted about that first half. We talked about conservatism, eh, son? I think in the preview on the Friday show, it seemed pretty damn cautious by both teams not wanting to be the first team to concede. Not the end of the world for me, but they we looked too open on transition occasionally their breaks, they had the better chances in the first half. At least one of those two chances, the one that went wide, uh, not the the one that Edison saved from Rashford, was down to a misplaced pass. And I think what frustrated me more than anything else, not shape, system, was just the standard of passing. It was so it just felt so sloppy that first half. How did you feel about it as a whole? Well, yeah, I mean it was a little bit soft. Not hmm. not for the first time in the last, I don't know, however many weeks or months, it felt as though the first half was almost a pre-season, the, the, the way in which we approached it was almost a pre-season game. I can't help but feel, Howard, that City are in school right now. I feel as though a little bit they're learning as the season goes on, how to play in whatever... This new system, whatever variation it is on last season's system, I feel as though the players are learning how to play it, and so you're getting a lot of first-half performances that almost feel very like we're feeling our way into this game, we're kind of figuring out where we should be, how intense we should be, how much space we should leave. Um, and then obviously the the performances are slightly improving in, in the second half. Um, but it wasn't, it really wasn't an amazing performance. I think the big, the really big worry for me, and I think that this, we'll, we're obviously going to talk about this later as well, but the really big worry for me is that at the end of that first half, I don't think Foden and Haaland have touched the ball more than two or three times. Mm. And that's just not going to work. That's that's a problem. No matter which way you cut it, you're not in control if that happens. Because if your attackers aren't being fed the ball, you may as well be passing the ball. The two centre-halves may as well be stood on the edge of their own penalty area, passing the ball back and forth between them. There is no control without penetration, or or should I say, control without penetration is utterly, utterly irrelevant and pointless. Um, so yeah, that's my that would be my big worry from the first half. Um, but having said that, I don't think we were terrible, and I, United played exactly as I expected them to play. I think even the if you t if you want to talk about the chances that they created on the break. I expected them to have a few chances in transitions because they were playing a system that really only required mm. uh, 
it's a little bit like the the old days against Liverpool where really didn't they really didn't have to do much more than make sure they could launch an accurate ball into the channel that on the side that Rashford is on. And if you do that, by the very virtue of the space that City leave and by making it a foot race, you're going to give them a sniff. So, mm. yeah, I mean... I mean, yeah, let's be honest, we, we won't talk much about United themselves. We were playing a good side, so we're playing a proper side for once, which in not in past derbies hasn't always felt the case. However, there's still plenty to pick apart, I think, from City, especially in that first half. Especially, I think their defence was weak. I mean, Shaw's done quite well at centre-half in recent games, but he's not a centre-half. Yeah, we've got Malassia in there. Don't, not really stood out from what I've seen him in the team. So there were opportunities for City against that back four that just weren't taken in the first half. The, the problem I have in how to evaluate that first half, Dom, is I have no idea what to expect from this game. You know, we could have gone out there and been the City of old. It could have been a disaster... Whilst we weren't losing, I was, you know, I'm not going to be down on it. But how did you see that first half? Was it more frustrating for you, or we don't score many early goals? I think we only scored four in the first 15 minutes of games, so perhaps it was to be expected this caution as well. But that sloppiness up front, I think there were opportunities in that first half for City that just weren't taken because so many of the passes were just off. Yeah. Um... I mean, you may say about uh, early goals, obviously in the three derby wins for City coming into this game, uh, there were goals inside the first 10 minutes in each of them. So, and uh, and that maybe tells the story itself that no one was really expecting that sort of start from City because of the, the form City are in um, at the moment compared to those other games. And I think, I don't know, I think a way I'd describe that first half and pro- more the game as a whole is I thought it was a good performance by a team in bad form, if that makes sense, because... Particularly when you look at what they do in the final third, and there's some bad decisions made. There's some, as you say, there's not an awful lot of interaction between any of the front three. Um, it doesn't look great. It doesn't flow. But in terms of like the shape of the game, um, sort of Cancelo getting on the ball and dribbling forward, and that's all. The first five minutes look good. They definitely did look like City again. And from United's point of view, I wonder. I wonder how much they were always going to play the way they did, or if that was like part of a pla- you know, one of a couple of plans from Ten Hag. Because United ended up looking very much like they have in derbies. They had success in the Solskjaer of, like you said, like Ace and said, like looking for the long ball to Rashford, playing on transitions. But they've not played loads on transitions under Ten Hag, and he's also not that coach. He wants to sort of be a protagonist in games. And I wonder if City had thrown out the nonsense they did in the first five minutes at Southampton whether you'd have seen United a lot more on the front foot and whether the fact that City looked more like, certainly in terms of shape and what they were trying to do, if not in execution, the fact that City looked more like City made United sort of go with their more pragmatic approach, which was very good. They were really good off the ball. They were compact. There was a little thing that's probably something City going to have to address is teams going man for man do seem mm. to be getting a bit of joy. I mean, it was clear on the on the TV that Fred was following De Bruyne around everywhere. My colleague who was at the game was saying that basically it was the same deal with um, Casemiro and Bernardo Silva. There was a lot of man-for-man stuff, which Southampton did more aggressively in midweek. But um, yeah, they weren't really able to break the shackles of that. Now, you'd have thought a City team on form 
when there's all the interchanging of positions and movement, going that heavily man for man would be a bad idea. But at the moment, because they're not playing with a great deal of fluency, it's becoming a pretty good tactic for opponents. Because mm. mm. I, I think we've broken sorry, through a man for man before, haven't we, Ace? Yeah, for sure. Mm. And I'd, I, for me, I think that um, I, I think that Ten Hag had seen enough in the Southampton game. I was absolutely sure going into the derby that they would play exactly the same as Southampton because it's a roadmap. You know, City gave United a roadmap, or Southampton did, in terms of where we are in our build-up, where we are in our evolution in terms of creating chances for Haaland and how to snuff that out. And I think that United did a, a half-decent job of going man-for-man they did a half-decent job of playing that mid-stroke low block where you let City centre-halves have the ball and even the midfielders right up to the halfway line. But as soon as they reach the, the ball reaches the halfway line, there's an aggressive press to stop City from feeding the, uh, the, the wide players. I think that, you know, it's hard. To, it's, re it's really difficult to know where some of the, the fluid passing and, and interchanging football has gone. But it does... I, I do keep coming back to this thing where I feel as though early season, we were, we were, we were looking for Haaland a lot, maybe a little bit too much. I think there were a, a few games, a few moments where mm. balls just kept getting launched towards him and you were a bit like, that's not going to fly. And I wonder whether right now Guardiola's almost like reprogramming their brains and the only way to do that with Haaland in the side is to almost, you know, I wonder if there's like a secret punishment fine thing where if you launch a ball towards Haaland at the wrong time, you're going to get a fine for it because it does feel right now like collectively the 10 lads behind Haaland doesn't matter what run he makes, they ain't looking for him. And it, in terms of our build-up, it doesn't matter who makes what run, whether it's Bernardo, whether it's KDB, whether it's Rodri, whether it's the centre-backs, when they pick the ball up in their own half, there's never, ever, ever any look. There's, there's never that moment of picking your head up and going, he's making a run in behind, I'm going to try and play a ball through there. That's not City. That's Are you okay with not. that? Well, I mean, it depends I'm upon. <laughs> it de so uh, I think there's. I think there's. I think there's. We're back to control again, aren't we? We are, Howard, and I understand why you instinctively you would go. I'm not okay with that. Of course, I'm not okay with it because I don't think that this City team is built to be this safe and this conservative. Mm. But at the same time, if this is part of a wider process yeah um and we will see the fruits of that process later this season i'm okay with it right now i'm not ready to just go this is shit guardiola's shit they yeah. need to rip it up and start oh, again. no that's a, i'm not i'm not getting to that it's, I'm a diff mm. well I don't, I don't know i'm just frustrated in the moment it's all it's all in the moment for me not like Okay. I think Where's when we do you yeah. see the fruits then? Yeah, if you see something building. 
Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.